Welcome to This Creative Life Radio. I'm Felicity O'Connor. Creative women all over the world are unblocking and recovering their creative journey while they rewrite the rules for creative success. Join me as I explore the lives of people engaged in successful creative work and unlock helpful tips that leave you inspired and ready to create. So this is Belinda Leinhardt and I'm so pleased to have you here because this is a big topic for creative people. It's uh, talking about internet stuff, IT stuff, the stuff that I'm not particularly gifted in, shall we say, and that's why I like talking to experts like you, Belinda. So welcome (laughs) to the podcast, This Creative Life. It's great to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Terrific. Look, we're going to get straight into it because... um, we have quite a number of questions that uh, people have been asking uh, through our wonderful Facebook community from the easel and it would be really great to try and run through some of those questions so that people feel that their you know, queries about all this stuff are getting answered. Um, but before I start that, I just wanted to know or ask you a little bit about your background. So can you tell us just a little bit about you know, because you're an artist as well as an IT sort of person, which sounds very left and right brain. And <laughs> I think you, you're also graphic, a graphic designer or you have been. I mean, you've done lots. So tell us about your, your background and, and what you're trained in and what you're doing. Okay. Well, um, I have, I started out getting training in graphic design. So I graduated from an associate diploma in graphic design in 1995 so in looking back at that that's um 20 years ago um which sounds like a really long time and my first job then was as a website designer and and back in those days the internet was still very very new and there was lots of government um government jobs so in those days, websites were really big and they were all very hand-coded. Um, by that, we're sitting there with a little type um, text pad, typing up the code to put all the graphics and the text and everything together, um, which is so different to what it is today. And I come at it a little bit different from a lot of people because typically you're either a designer or you're a programmer. And, and, and I kind of have both. Um, as you're saying, left and right brain, the coding and the and the design, um, and and obviously in saying that, as you said, I've always also um, been an artist for a number of years as well. So I've really kind of chopped and changed over the years through my different roles and different experiences. I've, I've done um, so many different um, facets of of web design, graphic design. Um, animation, all those different things. Um, And fast forward to today, we have social media and and Facebook and all those things which weren't even thought of when I first started. So I guess the way that um, my whole, you know, 20 years of working has been is really adapting and learning as I've gone along and and trying things out. And I'll talk a little bit about that um, answering the question today is, is really sort of don't be f- being afraid to try things out because that's how you learn and that's how I've learned through my art. Mm. Um, techniques have been self-taught online um, through, you know, getting websites, trying this bit of code, does that bit work? Um, and, and for my clients when they come to me and they say, can you do this and what is do I know? 
um, how to do that thing or have I done that thing before, but learning about, um, okay, well, no, I haven't done that before, but I'm sure I can find it. Fantastic. One of the things that um, I love what you've said there is is don't be afraid to try because, um, you know, when I talk to a lot of artists, they're fearful of a lot of things around internet coverage, internet exposure, you know, from I suppose ranging from I don't know how to do it effectively, what if I press the wrong button, uh, through to, you know, what if my designs or, or artwork is going to get copied and ripped off if I paste it on social media. And I just I think that whole thing about um, I love that idea about just trying things out is, is really, you know, a fantastic tip um, to go forward for creative people. And, you know, we're talking about creative people in all sorts of industries, not just fine arts, of course. So hopefully there's... Um, you know, that, that's really inspiring for people that, that you yourself, that's how you went about it. You try things out and you're just like you have with your own artwork. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Belinda, I'm, I'm going to just hop over to some questions that we've we've had in the, in the group because there's some really juicy bits and pieces and I've got my own questions to ask as well. <laughs> but, um, one of the questions was uh, from one of our members is that she would like to know how to use Facebook Facebook to drive Instagram. So we're talking social media here um, yeah. and how, you know, to get that sort of feedback thing happening where both of those things are operating well. I'm, I'm just wondering if you could fill us in a little bit about um, Facebook, Instagram, how you work all that together, particularly as an artist. Um, well, I'll... I'll sort of tackle this in two different stages. Um, the first thing is if you're just starting out um, in social media and you're not sure where to go, I recommend not trying to do Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and whatever other um, channel or medium that you're trying to get to. I would concentrate on one and getting your head around one mm. because trying to do too many things at once, you will be overwhelmed and you'll end up not doing it and you'll think this is all just such a waste of time and why am I bothering, nothing's happening, blah, 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 blah. So so my first tip would be um, it's, it's a really great question and it's good when you're further along in your social media um, strategy of, of doing multiple, you know, Facebook and Instagram, for example. Mm-hmm. But um, when you're first starting out, just start with one um, and learning about that and getting tips and, and just concentrating on one. Which, um, which one would that be, though? If people were just starting out, which one would you suggest they start with? Well, I think it really depends on, um, it kind of depends on a couple of things. And, and I would go back to you as the artist. What what do you feel comfortable in using? Because you're going to be driving that. You're the one who's going to be having to feed that. So if you're comfortable when starting out, you're, you've used Facebook, you know, you're already on Facebook, then Facebook would be kind of a logical way to start. Um, if you're already on Instagram, then then try Instagram. Um, you know, um, and, and one of the main messages that I have across multiple um, social media areas is that there are different audiences for Facebook for Instagram and there's different ways of communicating on Facebook than there is on Instagram for instance and a lot of the tips you will get out there says well okay on Instagram you do this and on Facebook you do this Um, and that's why it is a different you really have to kind of think of it in different streams of people that are out there and not necessarily the people who are on Facebook are going to be on Instagram 
yeah, and not necessarily right. those Instagram people are going to be the same people that are on Facebook. So it, it, it's like a different message or a different a different way of engaging with those audiences and those people who are looking at your art. Um, and so, you know, if you have, if you're starting out and you, you know, you're already on Facebook, then a good place to be would be start putting your artwork up on Facebook and start connecting with the people that you already know on there. And that will help. Does that, um, that, that, that kind of, and, and so the second part of the question, which is, you know, how are you going to drive um, one audience from Facebook? Yes. Versa, is comes at it when uh, you start to think about your art in a um, more subjective way. Okay, so so rather than thinking, oh, this is my art and how am I going to um, get those same people, you, you kind of have to step back a little bit and go, okay, there's this audience over here, there's that audience over there. I can do a promotion of my art and say, hey, all you Facebook people, why don't you come over to Instagram and check out and maybe run a campaign or a competition, a free, you know, greeting card or print or something to get those people across. But I guess the point that I really want to make is not necessarily you want those same people across. Those those people might not be Instagram users. Yeah, um, that's a, that's so a great point. I, I, I noticed for myself that, that my Instagram crowd is... Um, a really quite a different crowd to my Facebook page. And both both things are about my art and me as an artist, yep. my creative process and all of that. But somehow the, yeah, the audiences are really different and they react really differently. Yeah. And, and that's one of the, one of the key things about, um, you know, when you're, when you're running all your different social media accounts, the way, as I, as I sort of touched on, the way that you're going to talk about your art and post your art on Facebook will be different to Instagram. Um, Is there any, any particular tips on that, like what you think works better on one versus the other? And I know we're just focusing here on Facebook and Instagram as it happens and there's plenty of, you know, like there's plenty of artists on Pinterest and all that too, but just, just sticking, as you said, quite rightly, I think, to keep it simple to start with, um, is there any particular tips about what works on a Facebook page versus what works on Instagram? And I, I get the sense that this can change from time to time. Is that right? But Yes, it definitely does. Um, and I think it also depends on your style of art. For instance, um, you know, and where you, if you're exhibiting, for instance, you, Felicity, you know, you're exhibiting in Sydney. So mm -hmm. your messages around Instagram might be, um, you know, this is my art and you might use your hashtags and use the locations of Sydney around that area to get people who are, or there's already a, quite a big um, art scene in Sydney. Mm -hmm. Get those people who are on Instagram looking in and who are in Sydney and want to go and look at art. That would be your message and see an artwork that those those messages, so the actual core message is actually quite different. Uh, that I mean, talking to the people who are on your Facebook page, when they put a comment, place a comment under them, re respond to them, whereas on Instagram you can, you still do that, but there might be 
um, a different way of doing that. Um, so you would then go to their, so on Instagram, when you have a, po- a post and you post a photo of your artwork and you have a bunch of people who come and like it, then you can go onto their profile and like one of their pictures. doesn't matter whether it's an artwork or not, but that is increasing your engagement level on Instagram as opposed to on Facebook. You might not engage with your audience so much. You might be typing with them and, and you know, having conversation more. So mm. it's, it's not necessarily a tip on the, um, the, the, like, the actual just the way that you're involving and engaging with the audience. And interestingly, um, and one reason why I really will harp on about that is because Facebook recently, just in June, changed their algorithm for how um, pages and posts are displayed in people's timeline and in people's feed. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have engaging posts on Facebook, you're... And and then that's kind of like a whole other area that we could spend, you know, a whole two hours talking yeah, on. I, I've got the feeling we're going to need a few hours, but yeah. probably we'll have a few episodes on this. <laughs> but that can, you know, that can mean that, um, you know, you, your your pictures on Facebook are not getting to the people that they need to be in front of. And unless you're engaging with the people on your on your posts and talking with them, Facebook's little algorithm goes, oh well. You know, not much is happening on this page. We won't display this on on all these timelines, and it's sort of like a that's all getting into you know how to increase your engagement, how to increase more followers, and all that kind of business. And that's a whole other area, but it really does come back to the core of what you do on Facebook in the first place. When you have a page and you're posting your work, responding to people and talking to them and doing all that is so important. Um, and that's different to Instagram, right? So right. Yeah, yeah. there's no short answer. <laughs> yeah, no, you've done you've done a great job. I hope that answers it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, fantastic. I mean, I think you know this, and this goes to one of the other questions in the group about uh, why people should use social media, um, and it, I think that's an interesting question. Or why wouldn't you? You know, either way, how how would you answer that, Belinda? Um, quite simply is because you're getting your art in front of people who wouldn't otherwise see it. Right. So, and, and we have to do that, don't we? Yeah. It, it's like a necess- necessity these days. Like if you want, and similar to having a website, like if, if you want to be selling work, um, you know, if you're just a hobbyist artist and you're not, you're not really that interested in, in selling your work, that that's totally fine, but that's a different mindset than it is if you are a professional artist or semi-professional and you're trying to sell your work. Um, if you're not on the internet or not on Facebook um, or one of those social media platforms, how are people going to find you? Um, many people just type in Google and, and they're looking for, you know, artists or abstract art for sale or whatever the, the phrase is that they're typing into Google, but that's how people find find one another and if you're not on there and they hear your name like maybe you're exhibiting in a um in an exhibition and you have your name on there and they take a note of your name and then they go home and they google in your name to find out where can they find your artwork well if you're not on there then they can't they can't find you and they can't buy from you and they can't 
you know, they can't interact with you. Yeah, it's, um, it's such a numbers game, isn't it, in terms of yeah. if you if you are about trying to sell your work and yeah. obviously a huge number of um, fine artists are about that, sculptors included, you know, every, everyone like that, then it's really a numbers game. Like if you're in front of more people, you're going to be in front of more potential buyers, aren't you? That's right. And so social and then, media, um, internet, it's really the way it, it has to, you have to go that way now, don't you, I think? Definitely. And it's that whole thing of, um, you know, from who they know, like and trust. And if they can't find anything about you, any information, who you are, where you live or what sort of other artwork you do, then they're not really, you know, unless they're living in your local area, local area or in a gallery, you know, how are they going to connect with you? How are they going to find you? Um, so I think it is really important and um, that would really be the answer as to yep. why. Well, yep. It's a, great, it's a great answer, yeah. I mean, this this is also something someone else is asking that follows on, I think, from this about, um, yeah, how that's how buyers might find us um, or find out more about us and connect with us. And connection is such a key, as you say, in terms of sales. But what about gallery owners? Do you think, you know, do you think gallery owners um, look on social media and how do you think that they might feel about seeing uh, you know, artists work on social media. How would the gallery owners respond to that? Any any ideas on that? Um, well, my thoughts would be a little bit around, I guess it would depend on the gallery owner. Um, and, and I know that's kind of a, a, you know, if you already have or you know, website, you already have a profile out there then surely that would be an advantage to them trying to sell your work, whether, you know, then that's mm. work that they have to do in order to, you know, market you and, 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 and you know, if I could imagine if there was um, an artist that I was really interested in and following and they were having an exhibition in a gallery, um, I would be, I would already, I would be interested in going to them because I know about them and I can go home and I can research them. I can know the style of work that they're after and, and collectors, you know, they, they follow mm. an artist. So I would say that it's an advantage. Um, however, obviously, I'm sure that some gallery owners don't like it. Um, I know there's exhibitions I've been in that, that, um, you're restricted on what artworks you can sell if you've exhibited that artwork in the people's gallery, um, and that's quite fine and fair enough. Mm. Yeah, mm. So it might depend on the on the gallery owner um, and and the style and the level at which which we're talking about. But basically, if we are you know entering into that gallery level um, or or just any exhibition level, you bring your followers with you, don't you? So yes. the exposure number is is kind of really important. As I progress um, with the podcast, you know, we'll be talking to a few gallery owners, so it might be something I can actually direct, you know, ask them directly, which would be really oh, I'd be yeah. interested. That's my view, but um, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not 100% expert. So well, neither am, I. neither am I. So that's that's why we're asking people questions. No. <laughs> Look, another question that um, I've often wondered about too is, is uh, about Google AdWords. Are they a waste of time, Belinda? I ha- I'm by no means an expert in Google AdWords. Um, I've heard lots of artists and lots of businesses that I've worked with have um, had good success with um, Google AdWords. However, you are investing a lot of money in order to get some return and mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that it, you would be much better 
to spend your time and resources on building your organic rankings in Google. So, you know, you're not actually paying for that to be listed in there, but I would I would I would think that that far outweighs any other sort of Google AdWords sponsorship because if you decide okay, well I'm not going to pay for um, those ads anymore, then all your hard work is finished. So let's go back a step because then there's no doubt there'll be some of our listeners that don't know um, the difference between what, what you mean by organic versus. Okay. So let, can you explain that for us? So when you go to Google and you type in, for instance, um, Central Coast Artist, yep. you will see um, generally at the top is a, um, a few listings and down the, if you're on a desktop, it's down the right-hand side. And generally they're bolder and they're, um, they're, they sometimes have sponsored or something on them and people have paid to be in that position. So that is means that they've gone to Google AdWords and they've created an ad and they are paying to and they're bidding on when you've typed in Central Coast Artists for them to be at the top of that listing. So it's not a guarantee that you're going to be at the top of that listing yet. No, and and those and it's like um, the stock market actually. Those ke- those phrases change every day. Oh wow! So one day they might be worth this much, and the next day they might be worth this much, depending on um, you know how much competition there is for that word. Right. Um, so you know, if you and I were bidding on Central Coast Artist, I would be bidding against you. And if you want to pay more than me, then you'll be at the top of the ad before me. And, and if you stop, if I stop paying, or if you stop paying, then I will go to the top. So wow. it is. It's like a um, yeah. It's it, you're paying to be there. Um, and and so organic is what I mean by you're not paying to be there, but you're. So, and how you get those rankings is to do with your website and and blogging and all those different um, things that you can get to get your website, um, people linking to your website that Google then says, oh, this website must be popular. We'll put this website against another website that doesn't have as many links to it. And and that's a whole content strategy marketing thing in itself. Um, But the key part of it, is really um, if you're paying for Google AdWords, then you're on there for as long as you pay for it and when you stop, you're not. But if you've got organic SEO, so the SEO stands for search engine mark um, optimization, if you've got all that happening on your website, you're you're on there. You're not, um, you're not paying for that, but it takes a bit of time to get there. It's okay. not something that can be implemented um, in, you know, a couple of clicks. So growing an organic an organic reach on on these things is is about regular posting, um, the right sort of posting, engagement. Is that right? Yes, all those things. Um, and and part of it is that Google changed their the, you know their algorithm again of um, you know how those how those rankings are determined. They change that all the time. They have that quite secret. That's so so tricky. And and yeah, the fact that it's secret, it's really so tricky, isn't it? I mean, I don't unless you've got you know friends like you or or you <laughs> you're paying someone to um, kind of look into this. I mean, I guess that's what you have to end up doing, isn't it? You, know, you have to pay someone who is an expert to keep up with that information information so that you can, you can stay is would you agree with that what we should be doing um I think so or um, if you don't want to pay someone then you'll have to spend the time working it all out for yeah, yourself exactly and I don't know about you I, I certainly well you probably do <laughs> your business but I don't have the time you know I 
I think this is where uh, I mean, I'm I'm a big one for outsourcing. Anyone that knows me knows I love to outsource <laughs> anything like I'm not good at or anything that takes me too much time uh, and it's not a completely you know, completely um, joyful for me to do, then I'm outsourcing. So for me, it would be more worth my time to pay someone to come and keep all that up to date for me while I'm back in the studio painting. Yes, yeah, definitely. Mm. Is there anything else, Linda, that, um, you know, you see artists making the mistake of, say even if we talk about people's websites and you no doubt look at a lot of, creative websites is there anything you notice that people consistently do really badly or wrong um well these days one of the real so and by that being going to on your phone and having a look at how people how people are going to see your site on your phone um because pretty pictures they're on their phone or on their tablet and they're doing a random search because that's just what has popped into template might not be mobile responsive. So the design might not change depending on what device is being it's being looked at. Um, look at all the artwork. So being mobile responsive is one of the big things um, that I would really uh, um, put on everybody into everybody today. No matter whether it's your website, your social media like Facebook, Instagram, definitely make sure that you have some sort of reporting or analytics to look at on who is coming to your site, your Facebook page, whatever it is, and then go and make sure you look at that regularly. That would be the best tip. Okay. And why is that? Why would we need to do that? That information gives you more gives you the ability to then say oh okay I've had this many people and in in the case of a Facebook page so many people like this post that I did last week use than the other one um in the case of a website you can have a look at um you can set up what they call Google Analytics onto your website and you can go in and check who's visited your site, where have they come from, how long have they spent on the site, what page did they leave from, and all that kind of information allows you to then look at your site um, a little bit more objectively and say, oh, okay, so they came to my site and then they they left or they went to my gallery and then, you know, I haven't had how many inquiries have I had from from my gallery, how many emails have been sent to me from people visiting my website? And then it gives you the ability to then say, oh, well, maybe I need to improve this. Maybe this needs tweaking. Maybe um, it's bits and pieces. And and that information is crucial. Right. um, You know, that would be the biggest thing as well that I would say to people, look at your reporting and your analytics it just provides you with so much information instead of just, you know, we all don't know. It's all you talked about um, at the beginning, this little bit of fear of, oh, well, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know, mm. you know, I've got a bit of fear on who's there and information will tell you, you know, how many people have been on your site that day or um, in the case of Instagram, you can see there's a, a, a tool that you can get called Square Loving. Square Loving, was it? analytics on what is happening in Instagram on your Instagram account and you can see what's the best time of day for me to post time 
that's when I've posted and I do a little test run. So you do a little test run for yourself because I post every single day and I found that if I post two times a day, it's actually better than just posting one time a day. Mm. And if I look at those analytics over a couple of weeks, I can see that more people have liked my posts um, can help us because we are artists and we are, you know, managing so many different things. But the, the analytics and the reporting gives us the information to then go, make decisions about um, where to spend our time and how most effectively to spend our time in social media and on the website and all those different things. So. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic information and I yeah. must admit that's something I haven't started doing yet but I'm interested in what you're saying about the analytics and, uh, you know, one of the things artists I hear speak to me about is just how much time it takes to to keep up, you know, posting on social media and, and keep all of that up. But that, that to me is part of the job these days, A, you know, yeah. part of the job. B, yeah. I think if you have your, your smartphone with you when you're in the studio or when you go to galleries, which you, you, you no doubt will have, and you're just snapping photos along the way, you, you can keep a little kind of library of information that you, you can post on at another, at another time. That's um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but so, I mean, I think this saving time thing is really, really important because I... And from everything you've said today, it's not really a waste of time. In fact, it's become an essential in terms of growing our career as a creative person and being seen and all of those things. So we've just got to start adjusting our focus on it, what we feel about it maybe, and the time we spend on it. And, again, I come to if you need help to sort this out, sure, you can go and learn how to build a website, but why would you when you can pay someone else that's going to do it? (laughs) in a fraction of the time and, you know, it means that you can go back to the studio or, or whatever you're doing um, and and let someone else take care of that for you. Yes, definitely. And, and what I find, um, you know, as I mentioned, I've been doing it for 20 years and I've, I've done multiple different types of websites and often they have been from people who have tried to do them themselves and they just get in a whole big muddle and they're, you know, right. And at the end of the day, their business is not about building websites. So they've missed some of the key um, elements that need to be incorporated in order for it to be effective. Um, wow. Okay, that sounds really important because that, that could well be a lot of um, DIY kind of creative people. That's uh, right. Yeah, and for sure. And, I mean, I must say I've, I've had a go at that myself and lasted about five minutes. Um, <laughs> not my my son of genius, as they say, but yeah, that's a really great point. We could be really missing things um, about our websites uh, that but simply because we don't know, we don't have those skills. Belinda, you do that sort of stuff, um, I think, for creative people. Um, can, you know, how how can people get in touch with you? And what tell us a little bit about what services you provide um, if if people wanted to get some help with all of this sort of IT stuff. Um, Well, I have two websites. So um, my design and art website is Creative Heart and and that is spelt um, like my surname. So my surname is um, Lindhart and it's spelt H-A-R-D-T. So creativeheart.com.au is my art and um, illustration website. But you can find all my website services at justbelindalindhart.com.au and if that's difficult to um, spell. You can just Google um, Central Coast Artist and I will be one of the um, organic 
Of course you will. Of course you will. Absolutely. We'll talk, Belinda. <laughs> I mean, we'll put we'll put this in yeah. the show notes as well, so people people can work out. You know, people will be able to read exactly the spelling, the correct spelling. But BelindaLimeHeart.com.au, and they can find out the services you do. And tell us, do you have? I'm pretty sure you've got some sort of package, don't you, in terms of, of helping people with this? Is that what you're doing? I do. I do. Um, well, depending on obviously what you need, I do graphic design services, so marketing materials like invitations and things like that that people might need, logos, business cards, all those kinds of things. Um, on the website side of things, I do obviously a website. Um, I available for people who want their website managed so the maintenance of the website because the building of the site is one thing but then you've got to obviously manage it gone are the days where you those kinds of things to improve your rankings in google so um, i offer packages for people who can just send me their information and i can do it for them but i also do the setup of the site and training for people so if they do want to do it themselves and they don't want to have to come to me each single time they want something done. Um, I, I can train them and show them how to do it and then just take care of the core updates um, for them. Oh, wow, that's that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find that works for some people who are quite um, competent in, you know, computers and internet and all that kind of stuff. They just want their headache taken away of all that really technical stuff and, and the day-to-day management they can do themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, connected with that, I also do like SEO reports. So, you know, maybe you don't want to go and find out each month. Um, you, it gives you a headache to go in and see, okay, who's visiting my site and what do I need to do next? I do like people um, so they can just see what, what's worked this month what or quarter, what hasn't, where do I need to improve, what can we go forward with um, if they've got a campaign or something coming up. I do Facebook advertising um, and all those kinds of things for people to to get all their social media kind of thing done as well. So I do wow. a, a, quite a big range of. You do. Um, you do. You're skilled, <laughs> and, and, and and you raise a family and you create art as well. I squeeze some art in all, along the way. Oh my goodness, it's amazing! <laughs> amazing. I find it all feeds one another. So yeah, I, I do too. Actually, I think that's a mistake some people make. They think one takes from the other, but I've always found it all feeds. I mean, yeah, being a person that runs several things at once um, or runs several things, yeah, I totally agree. But it does make for a busy life. But you, you've certainly got a really fantastic array of skills. And what I would love about what you offer is that you have a real sensibility for artists. You know, you understand what's important for artists around all things IT. And that's that's awesome because, you know, you, yeah, you, you just be aware of the sort of blocks that we come up against maybe, the sort of anxieties we have, the kind of strengths or weaknesses, and you just be able to get in there and go, yeah, no, I get it, you know, I'm an artist too and this is what we can do to, to fix up, you know, your um, image or branding or however you want to call that on, on the internet. So, Fantastic to talk to you. I, I think there is just so many more questions that uh, our community is going to have for you and certainly I've got things to go away and think of from today and I've got questions I'm sure I'll come back with too. So we might make another date uh, down the track, Belinda, if you're available. It'll be great to chat to you again. 
Definitely. And and I'll be happy um, when you post this recording, I'll put in a little um, link somewhere with some, some links for some of the things I talked about just to make them a little bit clearer. Oh, right. Yeah, fantastic. That'd be, and, yep, that'd and, be great. Yep. And you could share, you could even share that in our From the Easel, which is our beautiful Facebook community for practising artists, and we could put some links in, in the group as well there, which would be great for people. So I just want to say again, thank you so much. It's been really cool. Uh, and you just got, I can, your, your brain is bursting with information and I love that. <laughs> So thanks again and um, we will talk again I think at another time and, and catch up with some more ideas and updates and especially as this stuff changes from, you know, all the time. Um, it would be, be good to, to keep up to speed with what we should be watching out for as algorithms and all that stuff kind of changes. So thanks, Belinda, and um, all the best and we will talk again soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're feeling really ready to jump into your creative life. If you'd like more information about my inspiring 12-week online program to seriously unblock your creative life, pop on over to my website, felicityoconnor.com, and go to the Work With Me page. If you're after a super friendly, helpful community of creative people to hang out with, you must check out my amazing Facebook group called From The Easel and join hundreds of artists and creative people that have discovered that they don't have to take this journey alone.